This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news first. The headlines. The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, is on an official visit to Senegal, the last stage of his African tour. The leaders of Romania's ruling coalition have fresh talks today on next year's state budget law, and parliament is holding a classified meeting focusing on recent developments and the situation in Israel. The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, today starts an official visit to Senegal, the last stage of his African tour. The agenda includes, among other things, a visit to the Senegalese Association for the Protection of Children with Mental Disabilities, based in Dakar, a visit to the UNESCO heritage-listed island of Gore on Wednesday, and official talks with Senegal's president, Macky Sall, on Thursday. President Johannes's African tour also included visits to Kenya, Tanzania and Cabo Verde. The leaders of the Social Democratic Party and of the National Liberal Party in Romania's ruling coalition are holding talks today on the 2024 state budget law, which should be endorsed by December the 10th. According to government sources, the Prime Minister Marcel Tolaco intends to adjust the method of earmarking ministry budgets with appropriations granted based on programs and projects. The participants will also discuss the replacement of the directors of agencies subordinated to the Finance Ministry except for the Fiscal Administration Agency and the reorganization of these agencies in order to improve their operation. Also today, a meeting is scheduled between government officials, trade unions and employers' associations. The head of the Romanian Association of Small and Medium-Sized Enterprises, Florin Giano, says unions are expected to demand an increase of minimum wages as of January 1, 2024. But he says the business environment is unable to cope with a new increase after the one operated in October. The Senate and Chamber of Deputies are holding a secret meeting today focusing on recent developments and the situation in Israel. The joint meeting was suggested by the Member of Parliament representing the Jewish community in Romania, Silvio Wexler. Journalists are denied access to the meeting and audio and video recording or live posts are prohibited. The Gaudamus International Book Fair, organized by Radio Romania, begins in Bucharest on Wednesday. The event marks 95 years since the first broadcast of Radio Romania. 30 editions of the Gaudamus Book Fair in Bucharest and over 140 national and local editions. Some 200 participants will organize more than 500 events as part of this year's fair, which will come to an end on November the 26th. And that was the news.
Now for a brief announcement about Radio Romania International's annual survey of its listeners and internet and social media users to find out the 2023 Personality of the Year. And this has been no easy year, with the Russia's war in Ukraine continuing, energy prices rocketing, many parts of the world suffering food shortages, and, not least, with the global warming, causing what was probably the hottest year on record. On top of all this came the conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. In this difficult year, which international public figure, in your opinion, has had the strongest positive impact on the world, and why? Radio Romania International will designate its Personality of the Year based on your nominations, which you can submit together with a short justification by posting directly on our website in a comment to this article at www.rri.ro, by email at engl at rri.ro, on our Facebook page, on Instagram, WhatsApp at 0040-744-312650, text or audio, or by fax at 0040 2131905562. We will announce the Radio Romania International Personality of the Year on air and online on Monday, the 1st of January 2024. We are looking forward to receiving your nominations, so please get in touch. The Romanian Parliament has passed the new pensions law. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Daniela Budu. <music> The Chamber of Deputies in Bucharest on Monday passed a bill on the public pension system through an emergency procedure, following a similar move by the Senate. On the same day, the Chamber of Deputies Specialist Committee also clarified a controversial provision that would have led to the decrease of certain pensions after the recalculation made through the new law. They also established that minors can still retire at the age of 45. Additional points are granted to minors who worked underground and to persons who worked in the research and exploitation of nuclear raw material. The new law provides, among others, for the gradual standardization of the retirement age for men and women at 65 and additional points for contribution periods exceeding 25 years. Prime Minister and Social Democrat leader Marcel Ciolacu said the new pensions law is fair and predictable was agreed with the World Bank and the European Commission and is sustainable. Marcel Ciolacu said pensions will go up twice next year, in January by 13.8% and again by recalculation. Labour Minister Simona Bucurao-Prescu said the provisions of the new law comply with the equality and contribution principles. The opposition, however, criticised the hasty manner in which the debates were held and the rejection of all the amendments proposed by the opposition parties, the Save Romania Union, the Alliance for the Union of Romanians and the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania. Moreover, these parties believe the pensions increase provided for under the new law is not financially sustainable. Antonio Andrusciak from the Alliance for the Union of Romanians. How are we to believe that these things, even in the formula you have proposed, will be carried through if you were never able to explain what the budget source is? 
In response, Prime Minister Marcel Jolaku gave assurances that the funds will be found for the increases promised. Sunt 4 milioane 800 de mii de pensionari în România. 80%. There are 4 million 800,000 pensioners in Romania. 80% earn less than 3,000 lei, 60% less than 2,000 lei. The Romanian state must ensure the resources. I'm firmly convinced that we will find the entire sum when we come up with the budget bill. The opposition also says that the new law does not actually deal with the inequalities in the system and that people with big pensions will again stand to gain the most. Christian Seidler from the Save Romania Union. The Save Romania Union wants bigger pensions and a fair pension system, but we are opposed to this legalized lie and the budget chaos you are consciously creating. Unaffiliated MP Violeta Alexandru, a former Liberal Labour minister, also criticised the law, saying it generated chaos and fear, although it should have been the clearest bill debated by the ruling coalition formed by the Social Democrats and the Liberals. The Social Democrat Marius Budai, himself a former Labour minister, said the new law fully complies with the principles of fairness, solidarity and respect for Labour. The National Bank of Romania launches an international lobby for the return of the Romanian treasure confiscated by Moscow during the First World War. I'm Mihaila Ignatescu with more in this report by Mihai Pelin. The National Bank of Romania will launch several events meant to reaffirm that Romania has a fully valid right of claim from a historical and legal point of view over the Romanian treasury sent for safekeeping to Moscow. The project starts from the observation that abroad, even among the European decision-makers, the issue of the Romanian treasure is largely unknown. Therefore, a first step will be to inform the members of the European Parliament and bring this topic to the attention of the international community. The Central Bank has consistently implemented since 1991 a strategy regarding the presentation to the domestic and foreign public opinion of the issue of the treasure sent to Moscow during the First World War and then seized by the Soviet Union, stated the governor of the Central Bank, Muguri Sărescu, at a seminar on this topic organized recently at the headquarters of the National Bank of Romania. He added that this year, when it is 107 years since the evacuation of Romania's treasure to Moscow, the National Bank proposes to relaunch the process of internationalization of issues related to this topic. Muguri Sărescu. The treasure of the National Bank of Romania, the gold treasure sent to Moscow for safekeeping, therefore deposited in an allied country, accompanied by the necessary documents and under an international agreement recognized and validated by history, remains the only case in which the gold treasure of a country is entrusted with proper documents and with all depositories' guarantees that it will be returned at any time at the request of the owner, but in which subsequently these assumed obligations, according to all international norms and customs, are not observed. Central Bank Governor Muguri Sărescu 
The governor has also stressed that the National Bank of Romania has continuously taken actions towards the recovery of the treasure, which culminated in the recognition within the joint Romanian-Russian Commission dedicated to discussing this topic of the fact that the documents presented by the Romanian side are authentic documents with the value of an international treaty, which certifies the deposit by Romania in Russia, in Moscow, of the assets of its treasury, including that of the National Bank of Romania. Since 1922, the Central Bank has a file containing all the original documents related to the evacuation of the Romanian treasure, a file handed over time from one governor to another, including during the communist period. During the First World War, due to the difficult situation on the front, the National Bank took measures to keep its treasure safe. According to official documents, in total in December 1916 and July 1917, the National Bank of Romania deposited in Moscow 91.48 tons of fine gold, as well as Queen Marie's jewels. In October 1917, the Bolsheviks, led by Lenin, seized power, and in January 1918, the Council of People's Commissars announced the severance of diplomatic relations with Romania, the arrest of the Romanian minister in Petrograd, and the confiscation of Romania's treasury deposited in Moscow. The current reserve of the central bank is only slightly larger than the Romanian gold in Moscow, namely one 103.6 tons at an estimated value of 5.6 billion euros. That was Radio Newsreel. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to The Wings, performed by Florin Ristei. <laughs> Să fii destul nu mai mult Atunci poți fi tot ce-ai vrut Rămâi în pielea ta Lumea se așteaptă Să nu-i zâmbești atunci când doare Când te rănește Tu să o iubești cât poți de tare În toate nuanțele Prin toate culorile Fi numai dragoste și vindecă rănile Aș vrea să vezi că suntem
Hello and welcome, I'm Kalinko Toyo. The Tsenderika Puppet Theatre was founded in 1945, and its first section, the marionette section, was led by actress Lucia Calomeri, assisted by stage designers Elena Potrescano, Alexandru Bretasciano, Lena Constante, and Ilena Popescu. In 1949, Margarita Niculescu, the new director of the institution, laid the foundations of the theater's puppet section. Many big-name directors known from the stages of ordinary theaters or from cinematography have staged here, among them Silvi Porcarete, Catalina Buzoianu, and Ion Caramitru. Having reached 78 years in age, the Tsandarika Animation Theater celebrated with the Impulse Tsandarika Anniversary Gala, held in the first part of November. Miruna Simian, artistic consultant for the Tsandarika Theater, told us the following. După o pauză de After a four-year break, we have the Impulse Tsandarika Anniversary Gala, a festival-type contest event with guests from the country and abroad, with a theater section for teenagers and dedicated to teenagers, book launches, we will also play in a hospitals where there will be some animated theater moments. There are many events during this anniversary gala. In order to reach as many age groups as possible, performances with and about teenagers were also held during the gala. Here is Miruna Simian. Sunt trei trupe de adolescenți, o trupă Academia de Teatru Contrapunct care prezintă un spectacol cu tema There are also three troops of teenagers. One troupe, the Contrapunct Theater Academy, which presents a show with an anti-drug theme. We also have the students from the Spiruharet National College with The Ball Singer, which was the winning project in the Bucharest High School Theater Voice Festival a theater competition festival for teenagers, and students from the Spiruharet National College were coordinated by the Tsandarika Theater team. There will also be the Victory of Art Theater Company, with which we have a permanent collaboration, hosting with the show The Lesson. It is theater performed by teenagers dedicated to teenagers. And because we found out that book launches were also scheduled, we asked our interlocutor with whom they had a partnership. With the Corinth Publishing House and with Curta Veche Publishing, we will have book presentations for children, teenagers, and parents because they sum up the categories of public that we address. Every day we have book presentations or workshops in this sense starting from certain titles from the publishing houses that I mentioned. Miruna Simian told us how the Tsandarika Theater manages to still be young at 78 years old. Oh, by researching. A lot of research is behind the entire team of the Tsandarika Theater. We are always aware of everything new in the field, we try to apply ourselves, to adapt ourselves to the needs of today's children, to adapt values to new types of education. 
we are in a continuous search because we have to be one step ahead of all trends to be able to express ourselves in a language that can be easily understood by the children. Today's children are much more agile, much more hurried, maybe with a little less patience. Everything has to happen at a much more alert pace in order to not lose interest. We also try to integrate elements of technology to a lesser extent, but still to attract them to our shows. We are talking about types of light design, mapping, intermapping. These are future projects. We adapt our language to today's children. We are looking for contemporary values that are important to the children of 2023. The theater has a consolidated repertory strategy at the content level, a portfolio of titles from the great classics and from Romanian literature, as well as universal literature. We have Pocala, we have The Goat with Three Kids, Puss in Boots, Baron Munhausen, Three Little Pigs, Snow White. Another coordinate of the managerial strategy is supporting the artistic debut of young creative actors, directors, set designers, composers, choreographers, etc. In a desire to attract the adult audience as well, an experimental studio, Anim Art, was created where pieces from the classical repertoire, such as Faust, Candide, etc., are played, loosely adapted from the works of the same name. Miruna Simian also told us about the shows that adults are waiting for. Avem și câteva spectacole pentru adults cu păpuși, pentru adults, regele moare, We also have some puppet shows for adults, like The King Dies by Matej Vishniak and Migrants. It is played quite rarely at festivals and at special events such as galas. The King Dies, directed by Elisa Pauna, this show has a winner in a competition for young creators in the field of animation theater that we have and won prizes at almost all major festivals it participated in. The theater is constantly rewarded with prestigious prizes at national and international competitions. You have been listening to Inside Romania. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to the Athlete of the Week with me, Eugen Nasta. Romanian national football team has booked its ticket for Euro 2024. Head coach Edward Iordanescu succeeded such a performance with a pool of regulars made of young footballers. Of them, only two footballers had been to a final tournament before, Denis Alibek and Nicolae Stanciu. We recall Alibek and Stanciu were under the helm of Edward Jordanescu's father, Angel Jordanescu, at the 2016 edition of the European Championship hosted by France. Today's generation of important national team footballers took shape in 2019, when Romania's national under-21 squad reached as far as the semi-finals of the European Championship, 
jointly hosted by Italy and San Marino. Yanis Hadji is one of the leaders of this generation. We recall Yanis is currently a midfielder for Spanish first league team Deportivo Alaves. On Saturday, Yanis Hadji sealed the fate of the match pitting Romania against Israel, scoring the winning goal for his team. Romanian national squad's 2-1 win against Israel sent the team to the Euro 2024, one round ahead of the preliminaries final stage. Reason enough for Radio Romania International to designate Haji the Athlete of the Week. In the Hungarian locality of Felcsut, which played host to Romania's match against Israel, Yanis Haji was on the pitch from the very first minute of play. When the score was won, all Yanis Haji shot the ball inside Israel's box in minute 63, scoring the winning goal for his team. Immediately after he scored, Yanis was replaced by Florin Elkoman. The score stayed the same until the end of the match. Here is what Yanis Haji stated after the match. We met our set target. That's what we worked for. That's what we wanted for ourselves right from the start. And I believe we fully deserved our ticket for Euro. Yanis Haji is the son of one of Romania's greatest footballers, Gheorghe Haji. He was born on October the 22nd, 1998, in Istanbul, Turkey, at the time when his father was signed up by Galatasaray. He began playing football with the Gheorghe Haji Academy in Ovidiu, a locality in the vicinity of Romania's main Black Sea harbour, Constanza. In 2014, Yanis Haji made his debut in Romania's League One, also under the helm of his father, being signed up by Vitoru Constanza. Yanis Haji's career includes stints with Fiorentina in Italy, with Genk in Belgium and with Scottish team Glasgow Rangers. Yanis Haji is still under contract with Rangers, but has been on loan for Alaves since this summer. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.ro and on Facebook. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural Event. Welcome, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. The 30th Bucharest edition of the Gaudamus Book Fair is held between November the 22nd and 26th at the Rome Expo Central Pavilion. Hundreds of thousands of Romanian and international volumes are awaiting their readers at Gaudamus, the largest book fair in Romania, initiated and organized by the public radio broadcaster Radio Romania. Countless side events will also be held, from book launches to roundtables, from exhibitions to children's events and competitions. And since this year Radio Romania celebrated 95 years of life, the National Radio Drama Department prepared a special launch at Gaudamus to mark this anniversary. Here is Attila Wiesauer, Editor-in-Chief of the National Radio Drama Department. The Gaudamus Book Fair is devoted to this beautiful anniversary of 95 years since the birth of Radio Romania. We set out to take part in this extraordinary event with a collection of radio plays devoted to literary masterpieces written over the years. For this occasion, we created a collection entitled 95 Years of Radio, 95 Years of Literature, aimed at those who wish to listen to the radio versions of the most important Romanian and international literary works of the past century. 
The collection can also be found at www.itatru.ro and will be launched at the opening of the Gaudamus Fair. Casa Radio Publishers also prepared several novelties and children's events for the special edition of the Gaudamus Book Fair. Here is the producer Ligia Necula. Editura Casa Radio este, bineînțeles, legată de această istorie pentru că noi scoatem la lumină... The Casa Radio Publishing House is obviously tied to the history of the public radio broadcaster because they offer the public treasures from the radio archives. This year, for the celebration of the 95 years of Radio Romania and the 25 years of existence of Casa Radio Publishers, one of our music collections, called Radio Legends, focuses on the composer and conductor Mihail Jora. Specifically, we have a CD with ballet music written by Mihail Jora. Jora is an important character in the context of these anniversaries because Radio Romania's concert hall is named after him, and he is the one who set up the public radio's music ensembles. To move on to our recent history, another one of our music collections features a name that always attracts a large public, the violinist Alexandru Tomescu. This time, Alexandru Tomescu and his Stradivarius de Voico violin can be heard performing works by Beethoven, Brahms and Enescu, featuring Sinziana Mircea on the piano. One of the events organized by the Casa Radio Publishers also introduces the highly appreciated actress Alexandrina Halik, who over the years has played memorable characters that delighted entire generations of children. And this has been Cultural Event. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in the program, it's your music.
One of the most acclaimed alternative rock bands of the moment, celebrated for the visionary role it plays for other bands, Alternosfera continues to spread its wings. Endowed with one of the most original and authentic sounds, Alternosfera was born in Chisinau, in the Republic of Moldova, performs its concert activity in a multiple cultural space where music manages to distinguish and express moods. In the opening, we listened to the song 1500 from the album entitled City 511, released in 2005. Alternosfera are Marcel Bostan, vocals and keyboards, Marin Nicuara, guitar, Nicrusu, drums, Sergio Aladin, guitar and keyboards, and Dumitru Costin, bass. This is the current lineup of the band with influences from the 80s to 90s Seattle grunge. Pra mult minor și sub cuieta nouă Am patul fără 
som Tavan na učitor Vral s kovotom, vral extrafon Saudin dormitor On lubil a pičvare Vral ne ter sestri Vral ne ter sestri A mým cudá World at Your Feet is the title of the song that we just listened to performed by Alternosfera. At the end of February 2022, the band members moved to the city of Sibiu in Romania. Marcel Bostan, the band's leader, admitted that, together with his colleagues, he had been thinking about this decision for a long time, but the decision was made with the start of the war in Ukraine. Let's now listen to one last song with Alternosfera.
Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places. I'm your host, Mihaela Ignatescu. As you may have learned already, a few days ago, Bucharest hosted the International Forum Media and Culture Days, organized by the Asia-Pacific Broadcasting Union in cooperation with the Romanian Radio Broadcasting Corporation. This year's conference, under the theme Diverse and Distinctive, How Culture Powers Public Service Media, delved into the production of high-value cultural content, emphasizing diversity and inclusion. It particularly focused on broadcasting for national, regional and local communities, underscoring the role of public media as cultural engines fostering unity around common values, roots, heritage and diverse identities especially given the prospects of an increasingly globalized future. The forum was organized in panels with topics revolving around themes such as artificial intelligence and the changing cultural perspectives. Some of the participants were kind enough to talk to us about their vision on the topic and their presence in Romania such as Mr. Saud Haider, Deputy Director of International Digital News from TRT World, who participated in the panel on artificial intelligence and spoke about the integration of AI in media programs and the future in this area. It's a technology that is becoming increasingly popular and now even people from their homes have access to AI, whether they know it or they don't know it. It's changing the way people are producing information and content, and it's also changing the way people are consuming information and content. But for us as public broadcasters, we create content, we're producers of content. We have to figure out more efficient ways of producing content. AI-based tools give us this opportunity. So it doesn't technically replace human beings, but it just makes the production process much faster. As the world is changing, there are advantages and challenges with regards to introducing AI in the media programs, as Mr. Haider stressed. AI on the production process, it makes our workflows faster. We are optimizing our workflows. What used to take uh, a long time now takes half the time, in some cases even a tenth of the time. Things that are very repetitive, like you know, producing caption, putting the captions at the right place with the time codes in, in, in videos, that would take long and it's, it's a very boring or arduous job, it becomes much easier now to do it with, with AI. The challenges come in now with editorial values. Uh, obviously, whenever you give the machine the ability to think or 
It creates a narrative. And this narrative might be right, it might be wrong, it might be misleading, it might, be, it might not be factually correct. So you still have to be extra careful with what's coming out to be able to see, okay, fine, does this actually fit into the requirements? Does it fit within the editorial policies? Because you might abstract information, it might cause misinformation, or you might misrepresent people, things, societies, which are for broadcasters and publishers, that can be a big disaster. The Media and Culture Days were organized in Romania also as a means to celebrate 95 years of public radio broadcasting. And Mr. Haider also spoke about his experience in Romania in this context. Congratulations to all the Romanian uh, citizens. You've got a very beautiful country and will gladly recommend people to visit uh, Romania to interact with the country and its citizens. And, you know, I think public broadcasters, both in all forms, radio, video, have a fantastic service to societies, especially in this day and age. And uh, to the people of Romania, you know, keep doing the good work. You have a fantastic country and we wish you all the best. Also on the topic of artificial intelligence, Aaron Pinto, COO at the Media Prima Audio of Malaysia, had a presentation on Digital DJ and was asked whether AI is the future for radio and which would be the advantages and disadvantages of having digital DJs. I think the future of AI on radio will definitely have a place. Whether AI DJs will replace the humans, that's really left to be seen. As I said, you know, radio's greatest asset is emotion. And uh, right now, the human emotion is the one that is really something AI can't bridge yet. And likely to be so for many years to come still. But realistically, for us, AI is at a stage where it can help improve our workflow, optimize time spent on doing certain tasks. For example, if there was an emergency news broadcast we needed to put out and we didn't have anyone in the studio at that time, we could create a news broadcast using AI to just get the information out immediately, whether it's news, traffic, so on and so forth. So AI is going to be a tool we use to disseminate information to our listeners. I think the biggest advantage of having a digital DJ, you don't get sick leave. The person doesn't need to go on leave. I think that the disadvantage is, as I said just now, radio's biggest asset is emotion. At this stage, where we are in the AI uh, space, there's nothing that can replace the human emotion. Like many of the panelists, it was Aaron Pinto's first visit to Romania and he expressed his excitement about being here. It has been an eye-opening time for me the last two days, learning, uh, also sharing. Bucharest is a beautiful city. It's the first time I've I've been here and uh, I must say it's very nice and uh, I like the culture and sort of immersing myself in the last two days in the Romanian culture has been wonderful. That's about all from People and Places today. I now leave you in the company of good Romanian music with Smiley and his hit Everything is Going to be Fine. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Thank you for listening. Parcă <laughs> 
Nu știu cu ce sunt eu de vină, dar mă deprimă Și stau să mă gândesc, de ce am uitat să mai zâmbesc Nu știu cine mă ține să mai copilăresc Să iubesc de astăzi, ca și cum mâine n-ar fi Să mă bucure lucruri simple zi de zi Va fi bine, va fi On Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nastan. You're invited to listen to Ilana Domuza Mastan performing a beautiful song from her repertoire. Struburașcu, babe multe, struburașcu, babe multe, vin ciobanii din amunte, la la la. Struburașcu, babe multe, struburașcu, babe multe, vin ciobanii Dorule, 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>